Welcome into Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Baum, and coming up on this week's episode, Adam Burrish and I discuss the red-hot play of Alex DeBrinkin and Patrick Kane over the last few games, the emerging hard-working culture from Jeremy Colleton's roster, getting contributions up and down the roster, the mentality clearly starting to build in this group, and the goaltending spectacular Kevin Lankin and Malcolm Subban, both incredible performance over the last week. All that and more coming up on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. In hockey, the power play can be a game changer. It's a big opportunity to score. Well, your local Chevy dealer has an opportunity for you to score big. Now, get $5,500 cash allowance on most 2020 Equinox models, plus current Chevy owners get an additional $7,500 cash, all adding up to big savings. Show winner who's boss with switchable all-wheel drive that puts you in charge of winter weather driving. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and take your best shot. Offer valid through January 31st, 2021. Welcome into Blackhawks Insider. Carter Baum, Adam Burrish with you once again this week. And uh, Burr, we sat here last week during the episode and talked about how the second game against Carolina, the upcoming two two games against the Stars, were going to be a a big test of whether the building Blackhawks could, you know, kind of make a statement and show that they've made this progress from early in the season. Uh, We're two of the three games in from the last time we spoke a 6-4 to four win over the Hurricanes on last Thursday night, a 2-1 to one overtime victory over the Stars on Sunday afternoon. Uh, I mean, what have you noticed from these two games uh, to really kind of build on what we discussed last week of this team just continuing to tape little steps forward and, and continue to put the pieces together uh, more and more as they, as they go through the season? Yeah, it's confidence, I think, Carter. And we talked last week. And kind of saying, nobody expected this team to, you know, rattle off eight, you know, nine games in a row and get eight points in nine games. Um, You know, we've talked to players and they're saying we're surprising people and we may not anymore. Now teams may say, this Blackhawks teams, they grind, they work hard, they they play the right way. And when you do that and, and you start winning some games against good teams, you get confidence and all of a sudden they have a good showing against against Carolina. They get three out of four points. And then all of a sudden you get Dallas Stars coming in who, again, Carolina, Dallas, both teams that, you know, people could pick to say they could be in the finals again this year. And and then you spank them pretty good. You, you, you play well, you play hard. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the – if you look around the league right now, the teams that are playing that way, and, and Jeremy keeps talking about playing the right way, and what does that mean? Well, a lot of times that means just – playing a solid two-way game and having guys committed to back-checking and playing hard away from the puck and playing good defensively. And when you're playing every other day, Carter, it's hard. And playing that way is hard, and it's hard to play defensively because um, you're tired. You're sore. You're tired. There's a lot of games in a row. But if you're committed to doing that, you can sneak up on some teams, and you can beat some teams in tight games, and that's what we're seeing. And it seems like this team is gaining a lot of confidence from that. They're not doing it always flashy. The power play has been great. That's flashy. That's fine. But they're playing hard. And when you play hard and you beat teams, you get a lot of confidence from that. You know who has a lot of confidence right now is one Alex DeBrinkett, who is on a five-game point streak dating back to before uh, he was on the in the COVID protocol. Uh, missed about nine days there away from the team completely. Wasn't even practicing 
came back last week. We touched on it after his first game back. He had another point in that game, but in the two games since, he has four goals, two goals in each of them, including both the goals uh, on Sunday in Dallas. Uh, he is a we talked before the season about just the bounce back season that not only Jeremy Colleton, Stan Bowman were expecting from him, that you were expecting from him. He seems to be playing with a boatload of confidence right now, tied for the team leading goals, trailing only Patrick Kane in points overall. He's someone who not only is finding it offensively, but I think Jeremy's spoken about it and, and both Alex has spoken about it as well. He's playing on both sides of the puck much stronger this year than I think we've seen Alex Dabrinkit uh and even though he had some great years in the past, it's a different level on both sides. Yeah, he's a guy, he puts a lot of pressure on himself. And last season, uh, especially in playoffs, yeah, the regular season, his goals weren't where they, where he expects them to be. But it, playoffs, if, if you can produce in playoffs, you don't really worry as much about the uh, the regular season. And he, he was snake bit in the playoffs. And he's a guy that gets right back on the ice the second the, the, the season's done. He's back on the ice and grinding and figuring out ways to score. And I'm sure he got back with his skills coach. I know he spends time with Kaner on the ice in the summer and figuring out how can I find a, find different ways to score and different areas to score from. Or, you know, when I'm in those situations, wh- wh- why did I not score last? He, he grinds that way in the summer and he works really hard at it. And, and from talking to him and hearing from him this summer, he had, it wasn't like, you know, oh gosh, I lost it. It was, all right, I just got to reset here and, and I'll be back. I'll be okay. And he's done that. Um, you know, throughout my career, the players that, that were really good offensively, they were also the guys that could play a two-way game because they know if they work a little hard defensively, they're going to get the puck back quicker and they don't have to defend very long. And the guys that, that cheated always offensively and just didn't care defensively, they had they, they got pinned in their zone. And Alex, I think he's realizing that now that if I just if I play a hard two-way game, I'm going to have to puck a whole lot more. And, you know, Jonathan Taves was always a perfect example of that. Patrick Kane was a good example of that where they're pretty smart defensively and they know where they can pick pick pucks off. And um, if you play that way, and Alex is playing that way now, and he's getting a lot more offensive opportunities because of his attention to detail on the defensive side. Well, five-game point streak for Alex Dabrinkit. Also a five-game point streak uh, for Patrick Kane, who was named on Monday the second star of the week for last week. He put up uh, just a casual seven points in three <laughs> games for the Blackhawks last week. Uh, two goals, five assists. Uh, we talked about his he had a four-point night on Thursday night uh, against the Hurricanes, a goal and three assists. Followed that up with an assist on both of Dabrinkit's goals on Sunday. Um, Patrick Kane just doing Patrick Kane things. But the chemistry between he and Dabrinkit really seems to be picking up. They're both contributing on both sides of the puck. When one scores, the other one has an assist, whether it's on the power play. Uh, getting some five-on-five time. Uh, the chemistry between those two just seems to be continuing to build, and it's becoming a very dangerous duo for Chicago. Yeah, they always, you know, when, when players, the good players, the skilled players, when they find a guy they like playing with, it's always you're sending a message to your coaching staff too saying, keep us together. We want to play together. We like playing together. And and the coaching staff are saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to keep you guys together as long as you keep scoring. And Coaches always like a little balance in their lineup, right? You don't want to put all your all your goals in one line because you just like some balance. It's a matchup issue. But if you two guys are going to keep scoring, uh, you kind of force the coach's hand, and, and they're really comfortable playing together. They like playing together. They have fun playing together. And there's also some competitiveness, I know, too, with you know who's got more points, who's scoring more in a really good way. And all the teammates, all your teammates, love that when you've got guys competing over, you know who's going to score more and, and and play the right way and doing it. It's fun. It's fun in the locker room when you got guys competing that way. And those two guys, they compete. They know that they they need to score for this team to win. And 
rest of the guys, they need to grind and your scorers know they got to score. Um, so it's been fun to watch them play together. I know they love playing together. Um, they put a, put a lot of pressure on themselves to score. And when they do, uh, they're sure fun to watch. You mentioned when talking about Alex to just the hard work and how that two-way effort um, really is starting to pay dividends for him. And, and you can see it on both sides of the puck there. But I think it's been the buzzword of the team over the last week, week and a half of culture, hard work, uh, winning battles. Everyone's saying it, you know, Debrinket echoing it after the game. Subban on Sunday as well doing the same thing. Calvin DeHaan, again, on Monday speaking with the media. But I think Patrick Kane said it um, perhaps the best uh, after Thursday's game, just in talking about the mentality. And we've heard so much from Jeremy Colleton even before the season when we had him on the show about the mentality he wants to instill in this team. Patrick Kane saying after Thursday's game, Jeremy's setting the culture here where he wants the hard work and wants guys skating hard and guys winning battles. I think a lot of these guys, and he's talking about the young guys on the team, do that so well. That's something that he says he can even get better at doing, especially lately. He says it's been a fun group. We've been pretty much in every game and battling and hanging around. And, you know, Burr, it goes back to what we talked about last week. They're they're grinding out some of these points. They're getting to overtime, getting to a shootout. They hadn't had a lot of success until Sunday. They get their first overtime win, and that confidence keeps building, and it's all built just around this mindset of we're going to put in the work. Look, everyone out on the outside doesn't believe in us, but we know we can work hard and we can do it. We might have might not have the most skilled lineup right now, but we can beat them with our work, uh, the, with the players that we have on this team. Yeah, and that's and that's contagious too, right? I mean, that's you see your star players playing a hard two way game, you know, or you see your third or fourth line guys laying down and blocking shots and back checking hard and grinding. It's contagious for a team. And you think back to the the Stanley Cup teams at the Blackhawks, those three Stanley Cup teams, they were really skilled, but nobody worked harder than them. And it starts at the top. And Jeremy demands that of everybody now. And you hear players say, it doesn't matter if you're Patrick Kane or if you're a fourth line guy. The work ethic is is consistent through the lineup, and I, I think back to Jonathan Taves and Marion Hosa, the two hardest working guys in the team, were two of our best players, and that trickles down now to everybody. Watching, yeah, everybody always remembers Marion Hosa and his back checks and the way he could strip pucks off guys, and that was that was defensively. That was when he didn't have the puck, and that and Jeremy knows that trickles through. Jeremy played the game, and he knows when you're star players and you have a culture where hard work is is it's expected. It's not certain guys have to do it and don't. It's expected up and down your lineup. That's contagious through a, through a team, and you can win hockey games playing that way. And right now, this team's they're playing the right way. Jeremy's got them playing the right way, and it trickles through the lineup. Everybody's expected to play that way, and when you do that, it's fun. It's a fun way to play because you know you can lean on the guy next to you, and everybody's everybody's pulling the rope the same way. You touched on some of the names that are that are doing it, and and some great comparisons to players of the past and by no means am I comparing uh, this next name to those names, but I almost feel like our guest today, Brandon Hagel is a, a very, is the personification of the type of game that Jeremy Colleton wants. He's got the offensive skill. He's in on the four check. He's creating turnovers, creating chances, uh, just a hardworking player who is going to go 150% every time he's on the ice. What what have you seen from Brandon Hagel this season? Uh, and you know, just we, we have a great conversation with him coming up, but you can really hear it in his voice uh, a little later on in the show. Just the mentality that he has. I mean, that that's him to a core. Yeah, that's it. And uh, I know you you brought this up before, but 
um, in talking with different scouts and stuff, you always talk about what coaches look for and coach a coach's dream player. And when you have a, you're trying to change some culture here. And that's what Jeremy says he's trying to do. He's trying to instill a culture in these guys right now. Last season didn't go the way they wanted. The season before didn't either. But let's let's set some standards here. And as a coach, you want players that will do whatever you tell them, and they'll do it 100 miles an hour, and they'll go through a brick wall for you. And you know if you put a puck in the corner uh, and it's a 50-50 battle, that I can trust this guy's going to come out with it. Or it's the last second of a game, and I need a guy – to dive face first in front of a puck to get a win. This guy's going to do that, and Brandon Hagel's that guy, and he's done that his whole career. The Hawks have been real high on him um, for a long, long time, knowing he's a guy you can win with. He's a guy you can count on. He's a guy that'll go through a brick wall for his teammates. And and then watching him in the last couple weeks, um, you know, he didn't play the first three games of the season, and all of a sudden he comes in, and you know, uh, he doesn't say this in the interview, but hey, maybe he, is, he was the missing piece. All of a sudden he comes in, Carter, and this team starts, starts picking off teams and going on a roll. But you can't have enough guys that, that work like him, um, and, 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 and teammates love that. Love a guy that will sell out for his teammates, will play hard, he'll grind, um, he'll get pucks back. And, and this isn't a team right now that's going to beat you with – you know, Harlem Globetrotters, you know, back-to-back, backdoor stuff and really cute playing. They're going to be, they're, they're beating teams with hard work. And Brandon Hagel's a guy that he puts his work boots on every day. You know what you're going to get out of him. He's predictable. And teammates love playing with guys like him. And it's, it's interesting because he's got it on both sides. You mentioned kind of the grit of winning the puck back and just how well he can be on one side of the puck. But he can score goals too. I mean, he led Rockford in scoring uh, last season in goal scoring. He put up 100 points in the Western League the year before his final season there as an alternate captain. I mean, he's he's definitely a guy who is well-rounded, can contribute on both ends of the ice. And uh, I mean, it's it's going to be exciting. He's, we talk about it right off the top in the interview. of He was so close to his first goal on Sunday. We, we thought he had it five-hole, uh, but... You know, he you can see in moments he's getting offensive opportunity and it's allowing him to be moved further up the lineup. He started on the fourth line, getting some time on the third line. He's got some penalty kill time under his belt now. I mean, he's being trusted more and more every single game. He played almost 15 and a half minutes uh, on Sunday in Dallas, just getting more ice time, more trust, uh, more experience under his belt with uh, 10 straight games. Yeah, when you talk to him too, though, he, he doesn't bring that up. He doesn't say, "Well, I need to be scoring more," and or I, you know, I need to put up big points. He just talks about working hard and playing the right way and buying into the system and and and, and doing what the coaches are asking. And I think that's I think that's the right message. And I think that's why you see him getting more and more minutes because yeah, everybody wants to score. Listen, everybody wants to score the winning goal. Everybody wants to score a hat trick every night. You go into every game thinking, "Hey, I'm going to score one tonight," or "I'm going to contribute somehow offensively," but if you're a young kid and you want to make the make it in the league and you want to play a long time in the league, the one thing you can control is your work ethic. You can control how hard you work. And even if you don't score a lot, you can contribute to a winning team. And, and when you talk to Hagel, he says that, and he talks that way. And I'm with you, though, Carter. He's a guy that he can put up points in this league. He can score goals because the way he works. But he's also – you score 100 points in the Western League, you're a player, and you've got some offensive upside, and it's there for him. But I like that he's controlling how hard he works, and that's the focus right now for him, that I'm going to play within the structure of this team and why we're winning, and the points will come. I've, I, I can score, and he still he's, he says that. He goes, I know I can. It'll come. But I want to just keep contributing how I can. And, and you talk about, a, again, what coaches like and what, what kind of players coaches like coaching. Well, that's the message you want to hear out of a young kid. Well, before we toss it over to Brandon Hagel, we'd be remiss if we didn't um, 
mentioned the goaltending performance on Sunday against the Stars. We've talked uh, the last two weeks heavily on Kevin Lankinen and how he's um, just continuing to grow and take over the starter's job. He played eight of the last nine games going into Sunday's game in Dallas. Uh, Jeremy Colleton, the coaching staff, say, hey, we're going to give him a mental rest. They just, That's how he said it pregame. We're going to give him a mental break, get him another day of practice, just kind of let him have some time to maybe decompress, catch up, because it's a uh, intense schedule here. Malcolm Subban goes in that, gets his first win as a Blackhawk uh, against the Stars. Spectacular for almost the entire game, especially in the third period, really coming up with some big saves. The one goal against... Uh, absolutely, I think one he would love to have back. He catches it in his glove, kind of rebounds out of the netting, goes off a body in front and in. The one goal against him on Sunday was a fluke. It wasn't like he got beat outright. It was just kind of a uh, maybe a little bit of a learning moment, but just kind of a, a bad bounce, a bad hop. Other than that, he would have had a shutout, the first, which would have been the first shutout of the season, uh, which I think backs up the performance he had. He made 30 saves on the afternoon uh, and was just incredible in goal. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's tough to say, but I don't know if they win that hockey game without the way he played in the third period. Um, he was sharp, and I don't know. A lot of times, every once in a while, in maybe in his head, or maybe he said in the locker room, he said, "Hey, I got us here in the third period." And sometimes goaltenders will say that in the locker room, or as a player, you can just tell they're saying, "I'm locking this thing down in the third. You guys just do your thing. Don't worry about me. I'll take care of the net here." And um, it looked like he had that kind of self-talk going into the third period that I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do my part and I'm going to do what I can to make sure we win this hockey game. He looked really determined. He looked focused. Um, he looked, he looked really good. And I think Kevin Lincoln and the way he's played has, has pushed Subban too. And it's pushed those guys. And, and they, I know they have a great relationship and they both talk really highly of each other and they're pushing each other. And that, that, that competitiveness that this coaching staff has kind of created amongst the goaltenders has been really helpful to this team. And Kevin's been playing great, but you throw, you throw Subban in and he gets a win in a big game against a really, really good offensive hockey team. Well, these players are going to start having some confidence in those goalies and the goalies are going to start having confidence in themselves. And it's going to be fun to watch. It's fun to watch the goalie battle. It's fun to watch, you know, Patrick Kane, Alex Dabrinkit out there continuing to do their thing. The young players continuing to get more opportunity, more more comfort out on the ice, contribute more and more throughout the lineup. Uh, we, I mean, we talked to Brandon Hagel about it. You can hear from him, but this is a fun team to watch. And uh, without further ado, we'll just send it over to Brandon Hagel and uh, a good chat with just a very down-to-earth uh, player, very hardworking player, a guy who uh, I think is going to be very enjoyable for fans to listen to and, and get to know. I feel very comfortable playing him in any situation, any time of the game. Um, he's His work ethic, his skating, he's strong on the puck. He makes plays. Uh, it, it really is so big for our team to have a guy who can skate it, drive it deep, flip the ice, win battles, get pucks back, tremendous back, back pressure. Uh, so it'll come. He's I know he can score. I've seen him. I've seen it. Uh, Obviously, in junior, he's had good numbers, and in American League, um, you know, he's produced. So, it's not a lack of skill. I don't think he'll—he's uh, impacting the game for us, and, and he'll break through. Joined now by Brandon Hagel, and uh, Brandon, it's been a great last two and a half, three weeks for you. You get ten straight games of ice time with the Blackhawks. Uh, first off, I have to ask you, coming off of Sunday's game. So close to your first NHL goal. It seems like you're getting a better chance, a better look in each and every game. But 
how how maybe uh, frustrating was that on Sunday to have a partial breakaway? It looked like I think to everyone watching the game, including myself at home, that you had that one five hole, uh, but a, a great stop uh, on the breakaway. How how frustrating was that, or how difficult was that, and uh, how excited are you to get that first one out of the way? Yeah, definitely wish it would have went in i mean uh i thought it went in too to be honest uh, i thought i got a lot on it but uh at this point it just is what it is i know it'll eventually come um just got to be patient keep playing my game i think uh that's the biggest part of this but uh, i can't really get frustrated over little things like that because i know eventually it'll happen what, what was your mindset going into camp this year obviously a little different different timing shorter training camp but um, you know, I, I've been in your shoes before too, and but not in this kind of situation. Was it like, hey, I've got a great opportunity this year, and this is my chance to really make a statement. I'm going to make this team. But what what was your self talk going into this this training camp and kind of a weird training camp? Yeah, it was definitely a little bit different. I uh, yeah, because I was up at the end of the year last year, and then COVID came around and the season was shut down. So. Obviously, coming into this year, um, it was a long summer, but I got the opportunity to go play in uh, Switzerland, and I thought that would benefit me the most so I could become ready and kind of in the game game mentality kind of coming into camp. So that was kind of my mindset, and I knew I had a good opportunity to possibly make the team. Um, but also at the same time, I was like, whatever happens, I can only control the controllables. So I just kind of went into camp, played my game, um, the first three games, obviously, I didn't get in, but then I finally got my opportunity, and I knew I needed to needed to run with it and kind of just play my game and take it game by game because I know it's uh, it's an opportunity, and um, not many people get these op- these types of opportunities. So I wanted to make the most of it, and I think so far I've uh, been doing a pretty good job with it. You touched on your NHL debut last year. Uh, I'm sure a date that will stick in your mind from the game alone making your debut, but a date that I think is going to stick in a lot of people's minds of, you know, March 11th, the last time there was a normal game at the United Center still to this point. How how uh, bittersweet was that to not only make your NHL debut, have a strong performance in game one, but then everything shuts down right, Im- right immediately after that and you don't have an opportunity to get a second game and build on that strong first performance. How How bittersweet was that night for you? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, really special. I mean, it was cool to experience with the fans, and um, I was able to have my family down, which was awesome. So I got that experience, and that's the most important part of me. I think uh, my family got me to this point and helped me, supported me along the way, and it was a dream of mine to do this. So it was pretty bittersweet for my my family as well. But, uh, yeah, it was a a weird situation. I mean, I knew I – played pretty well I would have loved to build off that and uh maybe things would have been different this year but uh like I said earlier I can only control the controllables that's what happened um it was for everyone's safety and stuff like that so coming back this year I just needed to build off it and maybe bring better performance than I did last year um but other than that yeah it was like I said it was a dream come true and uh no matter what happened after that day I'll remember that day for the rest of my life so you stay ready for the first three games of the season um, and then you get in there and you've been doing an awesome job and your, your energy is great. Uh, you know, you, you, all, all the stuff we hear from the guys is you're a positive guy. You've got you, you fun. We hear about that, but what's the communication been like? You out for three games, then you're back in and, 
that's the other thing we've been hearing about on the media side and hearing you guys talk is the communication has been really good between the players and the coaches. And what's that commun- Take us inside the locker room for you. You're out for three games, then you come back in. What's that communication like between you and the coaching staff? And what's that feedback been like since you've been in there and, and, and been doing such a great job? Yeah, it's been really, really well. I think like a lot of guys said, it's uh, we're building a culture in here. And I think uh, maybe not the start we definitely wanted, but I think everyone's just kind of on the same page. It doesn't matter if you're, let's say, Patrick Kane or someone else. I mean, it doesn't really, really matter. They're all headed in the right direction. The coaching staff have been unbelievable with uh, everything that we're doing, especially as us as young guys. I mean, they're helping us out every single day. Um, most of them have been in our situation before. It's not been easy. And these older guys are just taking us under their wing as well and making this group so much tighter. And, and uh, everyone just seems to be on the same page and just clicking the right way. And I think we've been in that pretty well every single game, except for those first three games maybe. But um, yeah, the communication, the culture that we're building in this dressing room is is awesome. It starts with our leaders doing a great job and the coaching staff can't ask much more from them. I mentioned it off the top. You have 10 straight games under your belt. Now you're playing more consistent minutes with each passing game. I think you've had 12 to 13 in all the games in the last week, 15, 30, almost on Sunday, you're getting some penalty kill time as well. What's that extra confidence you're getting from, um, the more situations you're being entrusted with on the ice, getting some penalty kill time, um, just that growing confidence, obviously, that the coaching staff has in you, uh, but also with your play as well to be able to kind of step up and, and take those opportunities. Yeah, I think uh, coming into the season, I knew exactly where I was going to be, and that's my favorite spot is, spot is starting at the bottom. I mean, I want to gain the coach's trust. And I think that's the number one thing. And, uh, I just want to keep moving my way up. And I think, uh, every single game it's, it's almost like I have something to prove and that's what's really helped me along the way. I want to, I want to prove myself every game in and game out and keep getting my opportunity and good things will, will happen. And I think, uh, for myself, it really benefits me because I've been in that situation lost throughout my career with my ups and downs. I've always started at the bottom and, and made my way up uh, through my career. So um, that's just really helped with my confidence. And uh, I'm just trying to get the coaching staff to trust me. And and uh, I'm just trying to do whatever it takes to get this this team to win and, and get us on the right path. We've heard a lot of different taglines here in the last two weeks since you guys have been on this kind of hot run. We've heard, you know, great work ethic. We've heard everybody being on the same page. And we've also heard a lot about the, you guys throwing the word fun around. You guys are having a lot of fun playing together. And as a group, you guys all get along really well. And what does that mean for, for you? Uh, what's fun mean? I know I've been on teams where that means hard work and grinding in the gym and grinding on the ice and grinding out wins, a fun locker room, uh, uh, guys that speak a lot in the locker room. What's this group? What's fun to you and this team right now? Is it, is it locker room? Is it hard work? Is it training? Is it practicing? What is it for this group? I think it's just coming to the rink every day. I mean, uh, it's a long season and a heavy schedule. And when uh, you're able to come to the rink and, and have a smile on your face and excited to get on the ice and excited to do things, excited to talk to the guys. I mean, it's awesome. It's super fun. I mean, in practice, it's we make it fun. I mean, I mean, guys are cheering when guys score. You know, it's just a, just a fun group to be around. And there's no, like, older, younger guys. I think, like, 
everyone really gets along and everyone gels really well. I mean, you're talking to guys that are 30 and to these guys, it's not separated and that's what makes it fun. I mean, everyone's getting along. There's never, there's not that one guy that's kind of out there. I think it's, that's, that's what makes it fun for me. I mean, coming to the rink every single day and just grinding with like your best friends. I mean, there's not much better than that. You touched on your best friend and your best friends in the locker room. And I know you have a very uh, personal relationship, both on and off the ice with Reese Johnson, who was able to make his NHL debut just over a week ago. You guys played together in Red Deer. Uh, The Blackhawks were there looking at you to sign uh, and ended up seeing him as well while they were scouting and liked him so much that they decided to sign him as well. What's your relationship like with him? Just give the fans a little bit of your own personal backstory and, and how you two both ended up in Chicago. Yeah, so uh, he's he's been great. I mean, I played with him for four years, and um, ever since I got into Red Deer, I mean, he had his ups and downs. He had injuries where he wasn't there for all a few years, um, but we kind of just grew our game off of each other. I mean, we ended up becoming really, really, really close friends, and uh, I'm so happy for him for him to be here. Um, it's a great opportunity. It was, it was kind of just like that. Like you said, I mean, Chicago was coming in to watch me and Johnny, I mean, he's one of the hardest working, dedicated guys that, that I've ever met. And I was so thankful that they were able to notice him because, uh, sometimes those guys get lost and, uh, those guys are really important to have on your team. And I was, uh, He's like, he's, yeah, he's like one of my best friends. Like I said, I mean, he's, uh, he's been with me throughout my entire career. I've been with him, um, for him to be able to get a game. Um, it's awesome. I wouldn't want it anymore for anyone else. I mean, he definitely deserved it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. What are you into? You know, we've asked a couple other guys this. it's a heavy schedule this year. You're playing almost every other day today you know, or on an off day or practice day, what do you do to unwind the rest of the day? Are you, do you watch sports? Do you watch hockey? Do you watch golf? Do you play, are you a video game guy? Reader? What are you going to do when, when, when practice is done? Uh, yeah, it's just kind of grab some lunch, um, go to your room and just kind of relax. I mean, whatever's on TV, if you're into shows or stuff like that. Um, but then you, you get to you come down good to shows. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm into like uh, I like the documentaries, like the true stories and stuff like that. But I haven't really been into one lately. But yeah, just kind of like I was saying, just kind of wind down, hang out, and then you're able to come down again uh, for dinner around six. And most guys will hang around for an hour or so and just hang out. And whether it's ping pong or playing some video games in the room or cards or whatever it is, we'll just hang out enjoy ourselves and then uh, you get back. So it's nice. You have a little downtime, but also you get to come back down for dinner and and hang out with all the guys and kind of open up so it doesn't get too boring. What did you guys end up doing for the, uh, for the Super Bowl the other night? I know Jeremy mentioned before the game that you had a little setup at the hotel where you could all kind of maybe gather with some social distance in there, at least somewhat enjoy that moment within COVID protocols, within the hotel, within kind of the unique setup of everything uh, going on this year. How was the game? And uh, were there any big surprises from, uh, from the guys on the team? Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. Actually, they just kind of brought us in a, a big screen into our meal room. And we obviously all have our designated spots that we need to sit in. So um, just kind of hung out there. It would obviously be nice uh, 
to be able to mingle around a little bit and talk to everyone. But uh, like you said, it's for our own safety and, and the COVID protocols. So, but yeah, it was good. I mean, um, I thought the Chiefs were going to win, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> that didn't go the way I expected. So, um, but yeah, it was awesome. I mean, we were able to get together and uh, be able to do that together. I mean, obviously it's been a different season. You're not really allowed to be around guys. Uh, so it's kind of nice when you get on the road, you're around all these, all the guys in the meal room or whatnot. It's kind of be able to hang out and sit with different people every time and get to know them. So. Last one I got for you is just after today's practice, I'm sure you guys had a meeting or you have one tonight. What's the message? What's the message from the coaching staff to keep this thing going? You guys are on a roll right now. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just uh, enjoy the moment. Um, enjoy the day. Obviously we're on our highs right now, but uh, tomorrow the flip, the switch, switch turns. I mean, I think if teams were taking us lightly, um, they're not going to be anymore, obviously with what we've been doing and, and stuff like that so uh, and we got to stay on the same page I mean we got to keep going the, the grind doesn't stop now I mean it's a it's a few games and and we're not done here so it's kind of one of those things enjoy the moment enjoy the day but uh, when game day comes it's 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 game day as we wrap things up here I want to run two quotes by you that um, we have some from some members of the Blackhawks hockey operations department uh, in the offseason we ran a, a survey with a bunch of scouts across the organization, just kind of getting different um, talents, different aspects of players' games, finding out kind of who was the most of these different superlatives that we had. Your name was very consistently brought up around the categories of most competitive, most relentless, uh, hardest working, model of consistency. Uh, Assistant General Manager of Pro Scouting, Ryan Stewart, said he's a coach's dream. He does what it takes to get those things done. Uh, and assistant general manager of player development, very similarly, uh, Mark Eaton said, plays like a bull in a china shop when he doesn't have the puck. What does it mean to you to hear kind of that, your game described that way? And does does that fit into kind of how you try to play the game night in and night out and just be a consistent player out there? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously nice to hear those things, but uh, I got to prove them as well. But uh yeah, it's it's just kind of how I've played my entire life. I mean, I was never that that guy that was just gifted with with everything, and I didn't need to do certain things. And um, for myself, it's just my work ethic. I think that's my biggest part of my game, and I think that's when my skill comes out and I'm able to produce as well. I think um, I really love to when the puck's on on our team's stick, and it's it's that's that's where. I'm always working hard. I want to get that puck back. It's way more fun. I mean, D zone is not fun at all. Um, so that's when it comes down to my work ethic and relentlessness. I want to get that puck back. I want to give us the best opportunity to score and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things that uh, I was told my whole career is my work ethic, but I also think that I'll be able to produce. Well, it's fun to watch you play. We love the style of play that you work with and um, it seems like you're always in the middle of it, always hard on the forecheck. And uh, we know that first goal is coming here sooner or later. We've seen the opportunities you've had, and uh, it's only a matter of time. But uh, best of luck going forward, uh, not only tomorrow against the Stars, but over the next couple of weeks and the rest of the season. And thanks for giving us some of your time here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. That will do it for this week's episode. For Adam Burrish, I'm Carter Baum. A special thank you once again to Brandon Hagel for joining us today. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. 
drive what Canaan tapes drive.